Hi guys, so I've been making a lot of podcasts the last three days just because I'm trying to keep myself talking and trying to keep myself active. It does help with the COVID recovery. So I understand if you haven't listened to all my podcasts, some of them tend to be long. I, I did delete one that was 45 minute rant on everybody who's fucking up with COVID. So uh, I spared you that. So for this podcast, I want to ask you guys to think of something positive, to think of a show that you liked, uh, maybe an actor or actress who wasn't that famous, that always brought a smile to your face. And I also would like you to think critically about how those shows were presented, um, whether they're a good representation of their decade or poor representation of their decade, and whether or not people who look back on those shows look at them correctly or incorrectly. Let me give you an example. It's, it's a comparison I have to make uh, when I bring up the topic of feminism and positive portrayals of women in media. Um, I'm not going to go into that argument right now, but I am going to say Bewitched versus I Dream a Genie. Now, in Bewitched versus I Dream a Genie, there seems to be with a lot of people um it's almost like a facade you have a difference in arguments between people of whether or not they view the facade or whether or not they view the content and context so let me go ahead and give these comparisons and i uh, i would love for you to watch some episodes of these two shows now bewitched and I Dream a Genie, both female leads and both male, uh, both female leads specifically, are head over heels for their significant other. Uh, Samantha is a little bit more conservative in how she displays her love, while Genie has often been called an airhead. I think unfairly, uh, although they do kind of make fun of that in the show. Genie's mother and Genie's sister both mock the fact that Jeannie seems to be a little bit of a ditz or a little bit of a, of a cheerleader uh, type of attitude, if I should put it that way. But if you look at Jeannie, she really does have a lot of love in her heart, as does Samantha. She has a lot of love in her heart, too. And Jeannie may think of herself as simple, but her complex feelings come out in her magic. She has wonderful ideas of creating all sorts of magical fantasies for herself or for the people she cares about. And she's also very tricky. She's kind of like, how do I put it? She's kind of like Loki, uh, you know, a kind Loki, uh, not the, um, you know, there are different variations of Loki throughout all different media, but she's a trickster. She may seem a little dit ditzy, but she knows how to manipulate people like nobody else. Samantha Stevens, on the other hand, tries to constrain her magic. She doesn't go overboard with it. She tries to use it as little as possible, and her magic, when she does use it, is typically mundane. There's no fantasy to it or very little fantasy to it. 
Now that leads in to another comparison, Darren versus Tony. Um, Darren often says about every three episodes or so, I am the master of the house, obey me. Or some variation of that. But he does call himself the master of the house, king of the castle. He often has fights with Endora and, uh, and uh, old um, Lind, Paul Lind. I forget his character's name. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. He demands that magic not be used in his house, that they live normal, mortal lives. At the same time, he has a great deal of love for, um, for Samantha. Although he puts a lot of demands on her, saying, I'm the master. And he has said that on numerous episodes. I am the master. He does have a lot of love for her. Now let's talk about Tony. Jeannie calls him master. First few seasons, he says, stop calling me master. You're free. In fact, in the first episode, he frees Jeannie. But Jeannie is so smitten with him. She's enslaved by the chains of love. Tony says, don't call me master. Don't call me a master. By the third season, he's given up. Because she says, whenever he says, don't call me master, she'll say, okay, master Tony. It's, it's almost like an impish, uh, she's an impish character. And you don't know where she's coming from. When she says master, does she really call him master? Or does she call him, or, or is she almost mocking the word? Like she's the true person who runs the household. And she she will make food for him. Don't make food. She makes food for him. Now, all of you know that I'm Italian. It may be difficult for some women to understand or some men to understand. But in a lot of cultures, it, it is, it, it's a really heavy sense of providing food for someone you love is a way to show them that you love them most of all. You know, it's, and that, that goes for women and men. You see a lot of men who want to be cooks, uh, Italian cooks, Italian men who, who are cooks. Um, that's because they want to feel like they're providing and food is the most immediate way to show that you're providing something. And my grandma, my great grandma, um, even my mom, she'll just go into the kitchen. She'll start making something. I said, mom, don't make anything. Let's go out to eat. No, 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 no. You're going to eat here. You're going to eat this. It's a lot of women say, oh, well, that's the dominance of patriarchy. But it's in a lot of cultures, that's not how food is perceived. Food is perceived not as a dominance or a woman forced to work in the kitchen. Food is perceived as I'm keeping my family healthy and happy. It's, it's hard to explain. But both men and women feel in, in, in Italian families feel that urge in a lot of ways. Uh, also in some German families, you know, it's not an issue of a battle of the sexes. It's an issue of, I'm going to be the provider.
Now, I wanted to explain that because when I watch I Dream a Genie, from my cultural standpoint, when she says, Oh, Tony, here's your breakfast. And he says, I, I, I can't eat all this, Genie. Oh, just, just have something. Just have this. Just have that. It feels, it feels like she came right out of my family. You know, and as an Italian male, I love to cook. Oh my God, you get me on a... In fact, I've been considering creating a cooking season. And I think I'll do that. Season five, maybe cooking. I love to cook. It's, it's part of my culture in a lot of ways. It's part of my family. And I see that out of Jeannie. And by the third season, Tony's like, whatever you want, Jeannie, because he can't stop her. He doesn't order her. Uh, there are only a couple episodes where he says, okay, Jeannie, where's breakfast? Like, because he's become accustomed to it, and that may be an episode where Jeannie's pissed off with him, and she sends him to a dungeon. Uh, you know, the reversal of fortune. It's very funny. Um, Samantha Stevens, by the way, her attitude and her relationship with Darren, completely different. Tony, it, it's very rare for Tony to demand food or breakfast or anything. Uh, when he's eating breakfast, he'll always get up and say, oh, thank you so much, or whatever. Thank, thank you, Jeannie. It's wonderful breakfast. You know, you didn't have to do this. He said things like that throughout the series. Darren has always been, Sam, where's the food? I called you an hour ago. He said that in a number of episodes. Um not understanding the limitations he's put on her no magic cook it like a regular housewife and that has bothered me a lot in a lot of ways Darren is a typical 60s male in a lot of ways Tony um, I mean he looks at Jeannie as someone that he's freed and he's tried to tell her that he doesn't love her in the way that she loves him. Sometimes he uses that to trick her, it maybe unfairly, into stopping whatever scheme she's doing or to help get him out of a mess. Uh, other, But mostly, he doesn't like to play with her emotions. Darren is really demanding. And... Um, it's, in a lot of ways, he's one-dimensional, like a one-dimensional male from the 60s, you know. So you have, in Bewitched, a caring relationship where he loves Samantha, Samantha loves him. But Samantha's always walking on eggshells to try and make sure that Darren's happy and, while also hiding her witchcraft or Tabitha's witchcraft. Um, in addition... Samantha's always saving Darren's ass. Darren, in a lot of ways, is a failure of a marketer. And without Samantha's magic supporting him, he would have been fired a long time ago. Meanwhile, Tony, you know, uh, Jeannie always wants to give something to Tony. Tony, you could be a prince. You could be a king. And Tony is always like, no, no, sweetheart. I love your magic. I love everything, Jeannie. 
that you do, but this is in my life. I want to accomplish something with my own two hands. And so he doesn't deny her the right for her magic, but he does tell her, you have your culture. I have mine. I want to be an astronaut. That's my dream. I don't want to be governor. I don't want to be sultan. I don't want to be king. Sometimes he has to trick her into understanding. But a lot of times they have, you know, whenever they do something for each other, they always do it out of love. They always do it out of a desire to make the other person's life better. So, <clears throat> pardon me. Um, eventually, Tony finds out, you know, because he stopped dating women after like the one and a half seasons. Midway through the second season, he stopped. And into the fourth season, he realizes that he truly does love Jeannie for the person that she is. He doesn't love her for her magic. And to Darren's credit and Bewitched, he doesn't love Samantha for her magic. And in by the end of the fourth season, beginning of the fifth season, Tony and Jeannie are married. And Jeannie still does her own thing. Even when Tony says, now come on Jeannie, don't do that. If Jeannie believes it's the right thing to do, she will still do her own thing. So she's not enslaved to Tony. If he were her true master, she would always obey him and always only do magic whenever he said that it was okay. But no, Jeannie is always doing things because she loves him. And when he tells her to stop, if she thinks she's right and it will benefit the love of her life, she will do it. And in a lot of ways, Tony does the same thing. He tries to make sure that Jeannie's protected. The only time that he demands that she stop her magic is to protect her from Dr. Bellows because Dr. Bellows could ruin her life. And throughout the series, the two of them are always protecting each other. And in Bewitched, I will give Darren this credit. The two of them do protect each other a lot. Now, let's talk about the other female characters. Indora hates Darren because Darren hates their culture. In a lot of ways, whenever Indora shows up, I'm on Indora's side. She's a strong woman. She's, she tells Darren, you should not be putting limitations on my daughter. She sticks up for her daughter all the time. Let's talk about Jeannie's mother. Jeannie's mother looks at Jeannie and says, Jeannie, you can't be falling in love with a silly mortal. You gotta stop trying to serve him. You know, she tells Jeannie all these things. That's the relationship and Jeannie will always respond, oh no, no, I don't do it because he's master. I do it because I love him. And that's when you come up with the term of master. Dare, as I said before, Darren calls himself master of the house. Jeannie calls Tony master, and Tony says, don't call me master. You know? But Jeannie still does it, and Darren still does it. And so, the question, you know, Jeannie's sister, oh, she's a terror. She is always in charge of whatever she's doing except for the master who enslaved her. And uh, 
so Jeannie's sister is enslaved, but she's also a terrible, evil trickster of a person. A genie with her kind heart will always give her sister another chance. And Jeannie's mother is always shaking her head. Oh, Jeannie, you're essentially, you're such an airhead. Why don't you wisen up? But Jeannie tries to explain to her mother, oh no, I'm in love. And with Samantha, she says, I love Darren. And Endora says, oh, that Durwood. He's always forcing you to do this, this, and this. And Samantha says, yeah, true, but I love him. So you have two different love interests. One male love interest forces and imposes his will upon the woman. Another male, the other male love interest, he tries to tell the woman who loves him, you don't need to do this, you're free, you can go. Don't call me master. Um, they both have their dumb male moments. Where's my food? Samantha, I called you an hour ago. Um, but you also have strong female characters where Jeannie does what she does out of love regardless of what Tony wants. Samantha does what she does out of love regardless of what Darren wants. And then you have the superficial. The verbiage that Jeannie uses, she seems ditzy. And a lot of people make fun of her for it. And you kind of feel bad for her. Because she has her own idea. Kind of like um, Gracie Allen. Right? She's a Gracie Allen character. And then you have Samantha. She's constantly fighting with her family. Who rightfully doesn't like Darren. Except for uncle, you know. Um, Paul Lind. Yeah, Paul Lind is just Paul Lind to me. I never remember the characters he plays, except for Templeton the Rat. Um, so how do you think, how do you judge these two shows? Do you judge it on the superficial? Do you judge them on the fact that they're love stories? Do you judge them on the fact that um, Jeannie's a ditz while Samantha isn't? Do you judge them on the fact that um, Jeannie wears clothes that are relatively revealing but part of her culture versus Samantha wearing, wearing a very conservative clothes? Do you judge them on the fact that one husband is more overbearing than the other male love interest? Do you judge them on the fact that they just bring a smile to your face and maybe all of this is overthinking. So think about your favorite shows. Think about some comparisons. And uh, I hope you have a wonderful day. And I hope you think of something enjoyable. I hope you watch something enjoyable. I hope you listen to something enjoyable. I hope you just maybe reminisce about something enjoyable. You know, there are times where the TV might be off and I'm awake, I'm too tired to turn it on and I just remember a favorite episode of a TV show like Star Trek I've got a lot of them memorized do you do that too? anyway I love you all, bye